podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Opening that before I started record, uh, it's talking. <laughs> I might leave that in. I don't know. Good morning. I, th- I, I, I thought it was for atmosphere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll just start every uh, every episode with the uh, opening of a beer. Um, oh shit! Right. Uh, hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to episode four hundred and thirty-five of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Indeed, uh, we are Sam's Becky once again. She's getting fucked by another man. Um, yep. Oh shit! No, I should really not say that. <laughs> sorry. Um, I immediately regretted saying that she's really, she's really not. That we know. Um, uh... <laughs> sorry, Mark. Jesus Christ. <laughs> should we? Should we just start again? Sorry. No, I forgot to roll with it. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bex will be back at some point, and, and she is honestly fine. Um, I kind of feel like we need to like do an audio message from her to confirm that she is alive. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> like the one from fucking John Craner in Hot Shots Part <laughs> I, I mean, wow, we that is a fucking reference, but sure. Um, in Hot Shots, wow. Um, right, okay, sorry, God, uh, let's drive this back let's get this back on the road coming up this week we will be reviewing short king peter dinklage making everyone want to fuck the shit out of him in serrano i almost said serrano what (laughs) (laughs) it's the chaotic opening i'm really like i mean this is this is like I'm giving you a run for your money, I think. Jesus <laughs> wept. Um Wow we uh so yeah we'll be talking about Cyrano. Um uh when we're not both talking about Studio Six Six Six. Uh I watched it, Mark didn't um for uh very valid reasons and um I'll talk about it in uh what we watched. Um but there was one film that we did also both watch, but we'll leave that for later. Um, so, first off, uh, I've started putting the episodes on YouTube, um, so if for any reason you'd rather, um, get your, get the show on YouTube, you can, uh, there's nothing fancy about the video, it's our logo, um, maybe at some point I'll put screenshots in or something, don't bet on it, um, <laughs> but I don't know, like, if, I don't know if you want to watch us on YouTube. You can. Um, it's a it's a way of kind of like getting um, getting us out there in front of, in front of another audience. You know what I mean? Like it. So you know, if you're yeah. happy doing what you do, you you do you. Um, but yeah, Film Bastards is the name of the channel. Unsurprisingly, and uh, who knows? We might put up some other stuff from time to time. I don't know. Uh, I like generally extra content. We like to keep it for for the patrons, to be honest. But uh, you know, who's to say? Speaking of uh, patrons, uh, Mark and I just recorded the penultimate episode of Men Doing Their Jobs Really Fucking Well, where we talked about public enemies and uh, kind of got into the movie star career of Johnny Depp. 
Um, unsurprisingly. Uh, so, patreon.com forward slash filmbastards, $2 a month. And, uh, yeah, uh, please do uh, help out. Um, you know, a lot of people have moved to Anchor because they don't charge anything. I don't want to move to Anchor because it's Spotify and I've had some issues with Spotify lately because of certain person that they were not wanting to censure because they were afraid he'd take his toys and go home. Um, but we have to pay money for the hosting and uh, I don't think Libsyn have ever spouted potential anti-vax stuff so I'm happy to go with them. If they have, yep. let me know. <laughs> and and uh, we'll, but, we'll find somebody in the tech universe who isn't a brick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, the the, the show does uh, uh, cost money. Um, so yeah, give us a give us a hand, you cheap fucks. Uh, no, I don't mean that. Patreon.com forward slash Bill Bastards. It's good content. You know, it's longer. It, it's more film bastards. If you like film bastards, it's more film bastards, and it's two dollars a month. We're not asking the earth anyway. God's sake, I what is going on with me? And I, I swear, I only cracked open my third beer. It's not like I've been drinking all day or anything. Um, so, we are podsyndicate.com. Go over there, listen to some other sexy fuckers. That James from the Iron Sequel, I've seen him in real life. I'd fuck him. He's a handsome Jordan man. from his film, her movie. I'd have a piece of that. Lauren... She's alright, but I'd fuck her husband. <laughs> Mike and Hannah from the Rewatch Project. I mean, Hannah's accent. Pretty oh, we'd, good. Watch, we'd watch that all day. <laughs> yep. Oh, we would rewatch that all day. All day. And Mike and his saggy balls. Um, who else? Entertainment Landfill. You've got some gorgeous fuckers over there as well. Yeah. Num, 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 num. That's from across the pond, D. Oh, yeah. And Chinstroker versus Punter. Paul, he exists. I've <laughs> met him in real life. Yeah. And my God, that's a guy who could do things to you that you people wouldn't believe. So, some really erotically charged podcasts over at weapodsyndicate.com. Um, I mean, like, you know. Noel used to be there, um, and he had, he had to leave because he was bringing down the sexiness. The yeah, average sexy quotient was really just going in the shitter. And you know, we we had a group meeting and said, "Noel, you're not sexy enough no, you, you, to remain you, part of Pod Syndicate." You slap, Noel. We appreciate how much you slap, but yeah, do you fuck? No, no, I mean, that's the thing. Exactly. Plenty of slapping, not enough fucking. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. Oh! <laughs> um, accusing our friend of domestic violence for the win. This, um, this podcast has started off just... Yeah, usually these end like this. <laughs> I'm going pretty hard today. Let's see where, where we're at in a couple of hours' time. Wow, we. Whew. Whew. Anyway, weirpodsyndicate.com. Come all over us. Um, I think that's going to be our new slogan. So, I think it's the pulled pork tacos that I made and ate 
that have given me this uh, pep bond vivant. Um, I, uh, listeners, I um, I, I got a, a pulled pork taco recipe, and I slow cooked the pork for like nine hours, and marinated it overnight, and it w- was very very nice. It was very very nice. Little bit of spice in the back end in the throat, but it was good going down. I I made um the other day I made um scampi um tacos the other day. Wow we Yeah. Um with like a homemade like it was like a tartar sauce, but it was like a hot tartar sauce. So right. yeah, that was good. You're getting bored in your days, aren't you, bud? I was drunk when I did it. <laughs> yeah, all right. That, it was yeah, from a recipe, that. like. It was, I did just, like, go fuck it. <laughs> from, what, from the the Great Foster cookbook of fuck it, what's <laughs> I, in the kitchen? Yeah, I'm shit-faced from doing this. <laughs> what have we got? i got some taco shells, i got some scampi, and i got some hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Bon appetit, you pricks. Bon <laughs> Oh, wow, we this isn't one for first-timers, is it? Um, <laughs> right, so, um, let's talk about, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about some movie news. The thing, I think I'm getting it all out because Lottie's not home yet, and it's like, as soon as she's home after her stop swearing thing from last week, uh, it made me laugh as well. I was editing the podcast without my AirPods on in the living room. And, mate, she was not happy with the amount you were swearing. <laughs> Whoops. Right in trouble. Oh, man. And she made me find the bit where she said, she, she said stop swearing. And she was like, don't cut it out. Don't cut it out. Um, yeah, but, yeah, oh, mate, she was she was like, why why is Mark swearing so much? Why is he so angry? And it's like, he's not angry. <laughs> Just a potty mouth twat. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I didn't say that, but yeah, yeah. Also that. Uh, well, oh man, wow, we right, okay. So we talked about the Oscars last week. So a little bit of an update on the Oscars thing as well, right? They're going to be giving out those awards before everybody's even seated. Well, at least as people are walking in. Yeah, so they're they're staggering the arrival times for like the A list, so they could do like interviews on the red carpet and stuff. So these people are going to be accepting their Oscars, and the, like most of the people in the front rows aren't even going to be there. Um, also, it's like the next week. Oh. Next week they'll go. Oh, and by the way, the Oscars they will be accepting will be chocolate figures. Yeah, I mean, quite. Yeah, I mean, they've they've said as well that. Even though they said that like the speeches were going to be like broadcast and whatnot, they've said that they're going to be. I, I, I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like we're going to um, uh, broadcast the most emotional moments of the speeches. It's just, I don't know. So, so just it, it's going to be. It's going to be a fucking. It's going to be a, a minute TikTok of each one of them going. Thank you. 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 That's going to be it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna get they're gonna get their name on TV, and you'll get like five seconds of them or something like that. You know, like if I was one of them, I'd be wanting to do them. I'd be basically wanting to like I don't know, just take all my fucking clothes off and streak or something, and just like 
you know, because then at least you know you're going to get on TV with pixelated swinging balls or tits or something. You know, oh, but it, I, if I was if I was right now if I was somebody like I don't know who's who's definitely going to win an Oscar, Jane Campion. Mm. I would get up like whoever won best sound with me and just go, there you go. Well, I mean, like, Guillermo del Toro was doing something at some awards show over the weekend, and he was just like, he was he was saying there, it is great that this ceremony is also recognising crafts because they are as much of a part of what we do as anybody else. You know, and it... Because it's crazy, because Best Original Score's not going to be screenplay, uh, not going to be played. Like... Hans Zimmer is probably going to win for Dune, his second Oscar, like after nearly 30 years of waiting for his second one. He's going to be fucking fuming. Hans Zimmer accepting an Oscar in front of a not even all there crowd. That's it. So Hans Zimmer's going to accept that uh, for that. And um, someone's going to make. And it's not going to be there, but the person who's going to go up for best song is going to get to accept that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, the one right decision that they have made, though, is that they've said, best picture will be last. And it's like, yeah, you're not having, you know, you're not going to have that fuck fuck over on yourself again. Like, I just remember last year, where it was like, Joaquin Phoenix comes up for best actor, and then Hopkins wins. And it's just like, Anthony Hopkins could not be here tonight, I accept his award in... uh, in, in place of him, and then it just ended, and it was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> it's like you don't come fucked up. <laughs> uh, it, 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 fucking crazy. Um, but I, actually, um, on on awards talk, um, so it was interesting. The SAG Awards, I fucking love that they're called SAG. Um, that the SAG Awards were this weekend, and it kind of threw up a couple of curveballs, which I thought was interesting. Um, Jessica Chastain won Best Actress with the eyes of Tammy Faye, mm-hmm. um, which says that actors really fucking like that performance. Actors uh, really like Jessica Chastain. I mean, but this is it, isn't it? It's the thing is, I think I can compartmentalize it that I would not be happy if she won Best Actress, but at the same time, if it's just people like Jessica Chastain and it's a bit of a it's about time you add an Oscar. I can almost buy it. Yeah. You know, it's so, you know, no point being angry about this stuff. And, you know, Olivia Coleman's already got one. Nicole Kidman's got fucking two or whatever. Um, God, who else? Uh, Penelope Cruz. I mean, Penelope Cruz would be nice for her to get one, but there's no chance. It was. But she's a, got it, one as it, well. It, it, what, what did she get an Oscar for? Oh, Vicky Christina Barcelona. Yeah, we said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, okay. So you know, fi- to be honest, like, fi- who's the other person who's nominated? Fuck, I feel bad now. Kidman, Cruz, Chastain, Kidman, Cruz, Chastain. Who is the other one? Coleman and who else? There's one other. Oh, I have to have a look at this now, aren't I? So it's not part. Oh, fucking Christian Stewart. Oh, of course, yeah, she is, yeah. Of course. Yeah, and, it, and it, you know, it's like, if Christian Stewart has had more of a chance of winning, then it'd be like, go, 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 Christian Stewart. But, again, it kind of felt like it was almost a surprise that she was nominated in the end there. Mm. 
I still think I, I still think it's going to be Kidman, but it's made it more interesting. Um, but then also Troy Kotzer won for best supporting actor for Coda. Um, he seems to be starting to get some momentum there, and Cody Smith McPhee is looking behind him. Let's be honest: who is more, unfo- you know, unfortunately, who is more likely to get an Oscar nomination in the future? Early twenties, up and coming actor, or fifty something deaf actor? Yeah. Let Troy Kotzer have it, and also make me some money in my Oscar betting. But you, you've not caught, caught up with Cody yet, have you? I've not. No, keep. It's one of those ones I keep meaning to, and then forgetting to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think you'll be on board with that once once you watch it. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just um, interesting. Uh, DeBose won Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Will Smith won Best Actor. And apparently he gave a really good speech. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, shit, okay, if he's actually giving good speeches at these things, even though he's not really campaigning all that much, that's probably going to be enough for Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've still, I've, even though I said I was going to, I still haven't caught up with King Richard. Um, yeah, bad me. I do need to get on that but yeah it, it, it's i think it's kind of thrown up a couple of decent curveballs there um so we'll see and coda won best ensemble as well which is like the big prize of the sag night um and that that that's interesting that kind of feels like west side story probably could have got that if it was uh hotter yeah but it's going to be interesting to see what see uh, see what happens with West Side Story um, when it when it comes to Oscar night. Um, I mean, it, it it literally came onto Disney Plus today as we record. Um, so you kind of wonder if that's, if more eyeballs going to get on it um, before Oscar voting closes. Um, but w- we shall see. It kind of feels like it's got that one. Is it even going to win anything else? Which is incredible when those reviews came out in like late november early december it kind of felt like it was going to steamroll and that just it is not happening hmm. so I, i'm going to give it a rewatch it's on disney plus in it in dolby vision so yep yep i'm i'm gonna i, th- I think i'm gonna watch it again this week as well i'm looking forward to it um so uh yeah there's a documentary cool. as well about that oh like a making of yeah 40 minute making of Oh shit! Really? Oh, Called I'll something's get on that coming. A step inside the film, featuring interviews and discussions with members of the crew and cast, Puerto Rican actors, artists, and journalists, and the role the story had in their lives. Okay, interesting. Hmm. See how that goes. Yeah, nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, along with extra features. Um, so, I think that's probably about it. Um. Candyman's getting a 4K through Arrow. Yes, it's not really movie. It's not really proper movie news, but let's fucking go. Uh, really excited about that. Yeah, um, I think that that might be the one that tips me to getting a 4K player. You just gotta get a PS5 when they're fucking available. Yeah, well, as well, they've uh, announced that they're releasing all of the um, Resident Evils that they've redone, and the new ones are getting a PS5 release later on this year. Uh, oh, with shit. enhanced graphics for PS5. Oh, really? and yep. And if you have the, if you have them on uh, PSN, 
um, then you can already earn for PS4, you will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. Oh, yeah, I'm just reading this now. Oh, haptic feedback with the controller. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. Two, three, and seven. That's very cool. It's not bad, that is it? Yeah, that's very cool. Well, they, there you go then. Bex needs to um, get a PlayStation 5 and then you can have a 4K player. That sounds like a decent trade. I, don't, I, I, you I, don't I, get Dolby Vision though, unfortunately. But, yeah. Yeah, I've got that on. I'll have that on streaming anyway. I'll be alright with what is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it'd be a slight tangent. It was interesting. Um, it, 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 it does feel like even though 4Ks are expensive and whatnot and um, Simon Brew of Film Stories put up a really good post about that last week I want to say about hey yes we're supporting 4k don't fucking price gouge us when we want to support you which I think is a really good point um but fuck me these boutique labels are really smashing it out of the park with these 4k releases lately you know, like it, it does feel like it's come to a place where it's like, okay, physical media is going to be all right in its niche, but that niche is enough that it will be supported. Um, mm. I, I just, I, I, I think that's really comforting. Um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes, but I mean, am I particularly wanting to pay £30 for the Candyman limited edition 4K? No. Will I? Yeah, so more for <laughs> me, I suppose. That, that's where I am with it. It's like, do I, do I wish it was cheaper? Yes. Am I kind of all right with paying for it? Yeah, because if it was just a bog standard twenty quid four K that just had the film, a trailer, and an audio commentary, I'd pay the twenty quid for that. I would end up paying it. So. What, you know, for 30 quid, I get a shitload of extra stuff. All right, then, fair enough. I get a yeah, shitload yeah, of extras I mean, that, I'll, that, that, I'll, that I'll either watch, binge watch all in one night or never watch. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, for those who inclined who like their extras and whatnot, they are actually giving you some value for money there. Um, I mean, th- there is a little bit of Arrow are now just starting to 4K up films that they previously released and not doing anything extra but then the original editions were really comprehensive with their extras anyway like robocop is out in a couple of weeks time um but i don't think i've I've got the arrow blu-ray and i don't think there's actually anything different but yes i will buy that because i want to watch robocop in In 4k and i'm going to show you this quietly at some point this year i'm going to try and get my surround sound set up going again um, <laughs> we're we're doing a lot of like home kind of works at the moment, and like the one that I want to be kind of like me led is can I put some wires about and try and hide them as best I can, please? Um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, Good I want to watch Robocop and Atmos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I want to watch Robocop and Atmos. You know, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> that'd be really great. fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. Anyway, um, so, let's talk trailers. You need to get a PlayStation 5. I'm excited for Becky to have a PlayStation 5 and for you to have a 4K player. Right, so, uh, trailers, trailers, trailers. What have you been watching this week, bud? There's not been that many, but there's been a few, is what I would say. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, da, 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 da. The Innocents. Haven't watched this, but I've 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 known what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I sort of the first sort of like thirty seconds of the trailer, I was a bit like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch this. I'm watching the trailer, but I'm not gonna watch this. And then by the end of the trailer, I was going, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch that. <laughs> you know, it's a kid, it appears to be from what it appears the trailer, it's a kid who has superpowers. Um. But then just starts using them for really fucking random reasons and grim reasons. But there's definitely more to it. And you kind of watch it going, all right, you've given me enough to get me interested. But now I want to see the film. So I will I will be catching that. That sounds all right, yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very kind of, it, it's got that, that sort of late noughties, early teenies or whatever we call them um, like when like Scandi fucking horror was kicking out it's got a very strong sure. vibe of that um, kicking out for it um, next one was um, Uma the oh it's got like, uh, Sharon oh Sandra oh yeah, yeah Sandra one yeah um, mm-hmm. very J-horror mm-hmm. um and yeah, kind of. Um, Beck said about it after it finished. Trailer Beck was like, "I am very here for like the the the, the new wave of what might be more J horror because that was it, it does very much look like that uh, in terms of the whole sort of style and everything like that." Uh, did you watch the trailer for that? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no, it looks it looks interesting. That um, I, I think it's out in a couple of weeks. It's like right here's the trailer. It's out in a couple of weeks. Oh, and it's cinemas only is a bit. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I, I, I watched the trailer and was like, do you know what? You you've done what you need to do as a trailer for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Infinite Storm, which I believe is on Netflix from tomorrow or Friday, maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm oh, certain, okay. I'm fairly certain it, 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 it's it's on it's on Netflix very soon. Let me double check that. Infinite Storm, or have I got, or have I again got it confused in the fucking film? Twenty fifth of, of March, it is. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, don't need to watch that. And I like weather movies, but this just looks like it's going to be grim. <laughs> weather movies. So I mean, you're right. So it just sounds so weird saying it like that. Yeah, it just looks a little bit, you know, it's based on a true story. A woman goes up a mountain, and as she's coming down because it's too bad a storm, she bumps into a guy uh, who's clearly injured and not quite right, uh, and then decides to help him down, but it, it just doesn't go very well. Hell yeah. And it's like, I don't need to see like loads of fucking frostbite and broken bones with icicles sticking off them. I just, I, I just don't know what I need that in my life. <laughs> I tell you what, that feels like one. We're going out to see my mum for the first time in like three years next month, and that feels like one that I will one hundred percent watch in the hot tub that is in our fucking apartment that we booked. Um, nice, yeah. You, you you better fucking watch Hot Tub Time Machine in that hot tub. I think I should, I think I better had. You're right, um, but yeah, I will watch it in the hot tub, like. I am as far away from this situation as I could possibly be. <laughs> yeah, you should watch that hot. You should watch Hot Tub Time Machine in your hot tub as well. The same weekend, I will watch Hot Tub Time Machine in my hot tub. 
what we need to do fucking I don't know whether we'd be able to coordinate with this but what we need to do is watch Hot Tub Time Machine in separate hot tubs at the same time and record a commentary which you won't be able to hear shit because all you hear is <laughs> if we can work out a way to do that we will do it <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean I, you know it, it should be relatively available <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Oh, wowee. Um, Morbius final trailer. Just another Morbius trailer. I mean, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's it's kind of like, stop releasing trailers. Either admit that the film never got finished and it's never going to be released, or just fucking release the film. I mean, Matt Smith is 100% forgotten he was in this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just I love that Morbius and Sonic Two are out the same weekend. It's like yep. cinema's back. Yeah, cinema's back. Morbius and Sonic Two are out the same weekend, and the one that I think I'm going to enjoy most is Sonic Two. Yeah, yeah, same. You know, absolutely. I'm gonna take lots to see Sonic Two. Like if four, it'll be four DX. Hopefully. Fucking, I'll be fuming if Morbius, Morbius takes all the 4DX slots because I will 100% take lots to see fucking Sonic in 4DX. Uh, but yeah, I, it, let, I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. I think that's all you can say for Morbius at this point. Yep. Just, God, that fucking film. They must have finished filming that so long ago. They must have. I want. I wonder if that's on Wikipedia. Can I have a look now? It must be. Um, and then, uh, have you got any more? I've just got the the, the one that dropped today. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I've only got the biggies. Well, I I, I need to see when Morbius um, finished shooting. Mark, I'm sorry. Morbius, select all Morbius, images Morbius. with chimneys. Okay, I'm going to select all images. With uh, chimneys. Filming. Uh, filming. Da, 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 da. Film finished in 2019. <laughs> June 2019. They did reshoots. Out. They did reshoots in twenty in February of 2020. So the reshoots yeah. are two years old. That's that's wild. The reshoots were before COVID. Oh my god. Um, all right. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> Morbius, the, the the film that time forgot. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, links into the, the the kind of like the Sony, cin- like Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. Like I, like it just feels like when was that film originally supposed to come out? Because it feels like it was originally supposed to come out before Venom Two. It was, yeah, yeah. So. Is this gonna have anything in it where it's like, well, that doesn't make sense taking place after Venom Two? Um, it was originally supposed to come out before Spider Man No Way Home, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, Here's what I found. Uh, thank you. Um, but it's like it's interesting because in like one of the trailers, it's like a, a newspaper like Spider Man's a criminal, blah blah blah. It's like, so what is this actually set? around the time that No Way Home is in, where 
it starts with him being unmasked and before he do, do, spoilers Doctor Strange does that spell because if so it feels like that wasn't a very long period of time for the film to take place in hmm it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the timeline for this I'm going to I'm going to take a magnifying glass with me and look for clues <laughs> there will be a lot of YouTube that already have them <laughs> Well, no, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, all we need now is uh, director Daniel Espinosa, I believe, to come come out and say it's like a giant Easter egg hunt for MCU fans. <laughs> uh, get... Yeah, <laughs> he's had time to grieve his father. The Jason Reitman barbs have returned. Oh man, yeah, it would not surprise you, though, would it? <laughs> Giant Easter egg hunt. It's going to be shit all over the place. It is wild that Michael Keaton is playing both a secondary villain in Morbius and Batman in The Flash in the same year. Yeah. What a world. What a fucking world. And he was Oscar nominated less than 10 years ago for playing a role of an actor who had previously found fame playing Birdman and was now sick of all that comic book shit. <laughs> yeah. He has definitely dived right back in. I, well, I mean, yeah. It's fucking hell. Fair play. Right, so, Biggie then. I don't know about anybody else, but, oh my God, do I want to get on the bullet train. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on it for sure. I mean, it's a cast, isn't it? Pe- it, it's, it, it's incredible. Sunshine's Hiroyuki Sanada. Who else? It, it's all it's in my mind. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yep, Michael Shannon uh, is in there. Michael Shannon. Was that Brian Tyree Henry? It was. It is Brian it? Tyree Henry. Yeah. Oh. Brian, Brian. Yep. Uh, Joey King. Yep. Was that Joey, was that Joey King? Doing it is. An English accent. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. Zazie Beats is in it. Oh, yep. Is she the woman with the blonde hair who was next stomping him? Or was I believe else? it is. I yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, it just a lot of people have pointed out it's kind of like Brad Pitt doing Ryan Reynolds isms. Which it kind of is, but I kind of want to see Brad Pitt do that. Yeah, because Brad Pitt's not going to do that in every single one of his films. So let's just see him do that. It's it's Brad Pitt looking again, it, like like he's he's having a bit of fun being Brad Pitt again. Whereas for a good few years, he didn't like he was having fun being Brad Pitt. Well, this is the thing, right? This film was shot kind of in COVID times. Like, at a time where, like, fuck all was coming out and whatnot. And it kind of feels almost like they're just going, let's just throw everything at the wall. Let's just have a fun time. Like, let's 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 just go. Let's do this. That's the energy, the, the, kind of like the fizzing energy I get from this trailer. And it coming out in July and being an original, not based on an IP, action movie starring... 
a terrific movie star, terrific supporting cast, and directed by a guy who knows how to direct action. Yep. Fuck it, let's go. It roll on July. Yeah, I'm 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 sure that it it looks like it's gonna be an awful lot of fun. Mm. Mm. Made me wanna uh, watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again very soon as well. Um my word, that was only like two and a half years ago, and it feels like it's been ten. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, yep. Feels like it feels feels like it was last week and ten years ago. <laughs> doesn't it though? God, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So there we go. Let's talk about. Cyrano, directed by Joe, uh, directed by Joe White, right, and starring Peter Dinklage, Haley Bennett, uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., and Ben Mendelsohn, who I did not know was in this film until he came on screen. Um, and I was just like, "Is that Ben Mendelsohn?" Yes, it is. I, I was, was a little bit like that. I, I, I was like, "Yes, he is." Why do I know that guy? Wait, is that Ben Mendelsohn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, straight fucking... So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's Cyrano de Bergerac. You know, uh, Peter Do- uh, Dinklage is Cyrano. Um, his childhood friend, Roxanne, played by Hayley Bennett, comes to him saying that she is in love. Uh, he thinks it's with him, but no, it is with a man with whom she has shared one glance, played by Kelvin Harrison Jr., um, that man approaches, uh, well, Cyrano approaches him, say, like, and it, it basically they kind of pretend to both be the man of her dreams, but it's a combination of the two. Basically, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark. Yes. Um,. How much do you think Joe Wright likes the idea of his missus being like loved by other men? Um, so much um, that he didn't even feel he needed to give a reason for why they would in a movie he made about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's address that now. Because I, I think it's the biggest problem with the film by a fucking distance. I think there's a Hayley bigger Bennett problem is... with the film, but I do think it's a very big problem with the film. <laughs> so, okay, that's interesting. I think Hayley Bennett is 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 fine. She yeah. she she sings well and she's she's charismatic and whatnot. But the film spends so much time with Cyrano. And with all the other things that are going on, that the one moment that it gives Hayley Bennett to really shine is a song about how she just deserves more. Mm-hmm. I, I I deserve more than these words. I, I deserve all these things. And all the guys around me think I deserve all these things as well. Why? They're, the film never really says why other than she's nice. And it doesn't even really seem to say that either. Because, no, no. Because she doesn't come across that nice, you know. 
she she likes she likes um Christian because of how he looks. Mm-hmm. But then when she meets him and he doesn't talk like how she thinks he talks, she doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um and not saying that she doesn't like the way that Cyrano looks, but she likes his words, but he feels that she will be too shallow to like his appearance because she so vociferously has told him that, well, how could he be anything other than wonderful with how beautiful he is <laughs> about Christian? So, and all the while, well, now, granted in mind, the Duke's a bit of a dickhead, but she is kind of just leading him on because he's rich yep. and she can use yep. him. At what point is this one the hero of the fucking piece? <laughs> it is. It yeah, and that that it, it, it is a problem, and I I, I feel bad saying that because, like I say, Haley Bennett is 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 decent in it, and I think honestly, I think it's really you can jokes aside. It's really nice that Joe Wright has made this film, which is kind of just like a love letter to his missus. Uh, which is, I, I, I honest, Joe Wright's an interesting figure, but he's just really, really into her, obviously, and that's, I don't know, that's nice. Um, I mean, maybe not nice enough that apparently he cheated on his ex with her and whatnot, you know. But um, apparently, apparently, I don't know if that's rumor, but I'm, I'm saying apparently, like no one's business, just in case. Um, not that Joe Wright would listen to this, um, but it. It just it doesn't really work in that execution, and it annoys me because I think that a lot of the other elements around the film are pretty fucking strong. But Mark, a supplemental question then: What was the biggest problem with this film? The biggest problem with this film um, isn't the fact that it, it's it's under it's undercooked because I think it is it is undercooked. Uh, is the it starts off. Um, it starts off very well. It's a very well choreographed film. Um, it's got a certain look to it. I didn't get on with the look, but it, I'm not saying it looks bad. If that makes sense, uh, yeah, I can so. see. I can see that the look exists. It's just, I just, I don't give a shit. Um, Dinklage is. He was an actor. I. I. I rubs me the wrong way, but I, he's very, very good in this. There's no getting away from it. Um, but the problem with the movie is, as it gets further and further along, it gets more and more just less involving to yeah, the point uh, of yeah. where it, it, it was... When, 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 it, when a movie starts to get to the end and you're, you're watching it going, will you just... End, please mm-hmm. end. That's that's not usually a good sign, and it, it it drags itself over the line for me. And there's a very there's a clear moment I think it, it, it that it happened for me is that when they go to the front. Sorry, it, yeah, it is. But I, it's yeah. just before that where it starts. That's where it just it, it, it very quickly declines. But just before mm. that, you've got. It might even be the, the the big Haley Bennett song she gets, where she essentially starts it by fucking a letter, uh, which was just <laughs> a bit weird. Uh, yeah, it was, 
But there, it, it has that thing that Joe Wright has a habit of doing where he just put a music video. And granted, this is a musical, but that's a fucking music video in the middle mm-hmm. of his movie. And then it was like... This is just... The, the, I mean, that's... I Is he taking the piss with that shot? Or... There's a bit where, literally, she's reading the letter and she stood behind the curtain of her window and she slowly walks forward, holding the letter out further as she goes so that the neck curtain will drape off her. And I watch it going... That feels that feels like somebody who is making a video taking the piss out of music videos from the eighties, and it's not. It's in this movie, and it just. I I don't know. I just don't know what it was going for. It felt too. It felt like it was being too serious, but it hadn't earned that right before it. And I just ended up feeling a little bit sorry for Dinklage, who was very, very good in it, being surrounded by something that was getting steadily more, less involving and verging on boring towards the end. Yeah, yeah, that 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 song that those three guys sing. Why is that uh, there? Right, with that, yeah, it goes on way too long. Yeah, because it not only do they do that, but then like the refrain kind of stays while Calvin Harrison Jr. goes and gets himself killed. Yeah, as well, and so it's just there for a really long time, and you you get it. It's supposed to be like dark and depressing and whatnot, but then it cut, cuts away to that three years later bit. It's like right, what, okay, what's happening now? Yeah. And, like, who are these new characters? And, you know, that sister who was, like, praying for him. And, mm-hmm. okay, why why are we why are we doing that? Can we not just cut to where they have that the conversation? But, yeah. but no, we, yeah. we get that. And then we get, all right, so she's fine, but Cyrano has descended into essentially deathly poverty. Yeah, yeah, quite. But she yeah. seems and, okay. You know, I... I don't know. I mean, it is it is very theatrical and whatnot, but I did find the whole kind of like, why are you telling me this now? Because I think I'm <laughs> going to die today, and then two minutes later he dies. Um, I, I, I I get it, you know, it, but it, it just it was a bit overcooked. But it, that that was overcooked. But then Dinklage at the end, like the whole kind of like my um, I love my Cyrano, I love my Cyrano, and he was just like I loved my pride, and then just fucking dies, and then the film ends. I thought that was a terrific ending. Like it's really fucking sad, but it, it's also yeah, mate. You did. You fucked. You really fucked up. Yeah. Like not not only did you fuck up in the whole getting her with this other guy thing, but then for three years you just refused to tell her because you were afraid of getting rejected. And it, it's that that. If it just it felt very real that it's not just like suddenly he's going to have this about turn and declare his love and they're going to get together like it it was just like he's not going to do that and he's only going to do it when regardless of the result he's not going to have any time to react to it after yeah he doesn't have to suffer the embarrassment because he's literally yeah. going to die because he's because <laughs> he's going to die you know yeah exactly you know and that that just felt very human. Not not real, but human. Mm. Um, but then you, you, that that that's the thing. The preceding twenty twenty five minutes are 
very uninvolving. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, when that guy started singing, uh, the guy with the, the with the beard at the start of that song, I was like, "Why do I care about you?" Right? You, mm. I don't care about your plight because I've literally just been introduced here. It, it's it's interesting because I think as. I kind of uh, briefly said last week this was like shot in COVID times and Joe Wright did it because he wanted to give work to people or I mean that's what he's saying but it's a perfectly good thing to say um, and it, it kind of feels like if this was actually more considered and shot in normal times where you're not having to cram people's schedules together and think as much about how you're going to shoot safely as how you're going to shoot the film. Maybe these, you know, maybe these things would have been better. It does feel like, right, if we're going to shoot this, we've got six weeks and we got to go in three weeks' time. It, 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 feels, it feels like that. There is a bit of a let's make, let's make a movie kind of feel to it, which I think works in some of the ways you know but not in others like i i think the lo- the locations being as you know there's not that many of them it feels contained and it feels theatrical and it's got it's got that edge to it but at the same time it does feel like if it had more development time it'd be do we actually need to spend all this time at the front <laughs> yeah or or how do we really get across the fact that Roxanne is the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How how do we how do we do like honestly you, I think Roxanne's feeling... song is embarrassing. Yeah. Like it's a bad song and it's depicted badly. Yeah, it is. It, it, it it's yeah, it's not very good. The, the thing is there's some good bits about the film and I, I I'm genuinely trying to not be just really shitty towards it because I don't I I don't like Joe Wright as a filmmaker. Um but I think outside of Dinklage, and I don't think um, I think Mendelssohn's good in it, but he's Ben Mendelssohn. I and I think Haley Bennett is fine with what she's given to do, but it's not a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Dinklage is very good. Um, what's it? Um, Bashir Salah Hudden. I'm sure. Yeah, no other guy you're talking about. Yeah, um, who apparently was originally Brian Tyree Henry. Well, of course he was. Yeah, and then Brian Tyree Henry had to drop out. <laughs> mm. um, which feels like they just went, right, who is his, his non-union equivalent? And that guy was great, I thought. I thought he was a lot of fun in it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's supposed to be a lot of fun in the role. But yeah, it was... It's just... If the film had the same amount of energy um, of the first 20 minutes... For the next, you know, hour and forty minutes, it would be a, a four, five star banger. But it don't. It don't even have like a lull. It just gradually gets more and more. <laughs> Will you just please stop? You see, the, 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 this is the thing. I mean, like my letterbox rating was a four because I think Dinklage is really like really quite good in this mm-hmm. you know and it, it was interesting the hollywood reporter actors round table he seems very sincerely i really don't want to talk about my singing because i think i'm shit and I think, that, I think that adds to it the fact that he's not 
You know, he's he, it's not it's mm. not fucking Pierce Brosnan, Mamiya levels of not no, great, no. but it, it feels it feels okay. I'm I, You know, it, it's it, it, he's not that bad a singer. It's just no, he's not I, a I, professional I, singer. <laughs> and it, 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 I I think he can he vibes quite well with what like the 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 guy behind the national is doing with this like and i think he he's got quite a bonnie there thing going on with, with with his voice and i think it works um is it bonnie there is that how you pronounce it bon iver bon iver like, it's yeah. kind of how it's spelt but yeah um yeah anyway um and i i i you know i i thought I thought that worked, you know, and, and like you say, it's that, but it, it's all let's put on a show kind of thing. Like, no, he's not a professional singer, but he's giving it a fucking go. And you know what? He's kind of pulling it off for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, it, but, and I, I, the, the first act I thought was fucking fantastic. Like that song, that kind of like song battle he has with that guy in the theater was, cracking i thought and I, I, it did surprise me when he killed him and it was like oh shit he's actually killed him i thought it was all an act i thought that was the show that he was putting on um and it was like oh fuck all right then no and then, he, and then, he done gone committed a murder <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then, and then you got that almost like one shot bit of him taking on those guys and it was, this is fucking great what, what yeah, what's going on? And then, and then yeah. all of that fun disappears. I don't, but it does. Yeah, it does. You know, and it, it's. I, I thought the um, um, him and uh, Kevin Harrison Jr. Um, singing at her window. That um, I think madly. I think that song was called. If I remember, I, anyway, I can't remember. I thought that. I, I I actually thought that was really good, and that was the point for me. Where it was like from there, it was like right, okay, I'm getting less interested in this. Mm. Um. But that first act, God, if it retained that sense of we're fucking going for it here, then this would have been this would have been a like a five star banger for me. So that that that's the thing. It's like the the first half to maybe two thirds, I'd give like well, no, the, I suppose uh, the first third. I'd give a five. The second third, I'd give a four. The first third, I'd give a uh, the third third, I'd give a three. So I average it out at four. That that's how I am in my head. I gave it a three. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Because the I think the first bit is a is a four, um, and then the the rest of it is a two. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But even when but, it's a two, Dinklage is the two. He's yeah, he's he's bloody good. He's mm-hmm. he's bloody and like, honestly, just like that bit at the end, it's just like my love, my pride, and then the fucking look on his face of I have fucked it. Like, it's, <laughs> and then it just ends, you know. Like it's really fucking sad. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely not shit. You know, it, it's. It's one that has been done dirty by the fact that it's had, it had its release date chucked about all over the fucking place. Um, but at the same time, it's one where it's got one Oscar nomination. Yes, probably fair enough. I think it got caught up in its own hubris slightly uh, and decided to try and be released in Oscar season and it just didn't land. Yeah, I mean, it was... A bit like, what was it, a couple be... of years ago, Ammonite that happened with. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of a, it's it's like a studio thing, this, where, you know, it was, I think it was going to come out in December in the US, and then it got pushed to January, and then released in the US, was supposed to come out over here, then got delayed, because it was supposed to come out the same weekend as Scream, and I remember around that time, we were a little bit edgy about shit. A cinema's actually going to close again for a, a bit, and then and then it didn't happen. And it it kind of feels like maybe if it did come out in like the dead of winter, a couple of hours in the cinema watching this would go down better than coming out now. I I yeah I don't where I I I don't know. I mean, the the fact that it had screenings on Valentine's Day, but didn't just come out on Valentine's Day weekend... Makes no sense. Seems weird. Especially when Valentine's Day was a Monday. Yeah, it should have just come out that weekend. It would have made so much more sense. Yeah, I I don't think much was out that weekend, or was it? What did we review the week before last? Anyway. Oh, Uncharted and Death in the Nile. I'm talking out my arse. It would have got crushed. Um, anyway, I mean, it got, <laughs> so it, 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 it didn't do great anyway, did it? <laughs> no, I mean, I'd like what what did it open to over here? Actually, I haven't seen that because, like, in the US, it it basically did a million on its opening weekend. Um, oh, I want to see now because it, it feels like Dinklage had been, a, but that's the thing. Dinklage did all the promotion for it in time for its original release in January. Yeah. Um. So, God, yeah, it wasn't even in the top five. Hmm. The Duke did nearly a million. Fair play to the Duke. Um, I need to see this now. Duh! 264 grand. Yeah. An average, a pair site average of £425. And the Duke did how the much? Re- a million? Nearly a million. The, the re-release of The Godfather did more than Cyrano, only by a couple grand, but... But it was only playing mostly like three times like, in a week. Like, yeah, that's fucking brutal. Like, oh, I want to have a look at the chart now. So, Uncharted has done nearly twenty million pound. That's fucking. That's decent that, going. That's like really good. Sing Two is at twenty nine million. I mean, De- Death on the Nile's done six and a half million. Like, that's not. That's not that bad. Um, yeah, so only two films have grossed more in the UK uh, and Ireland since the pandemic began than Sing 2, No Time to Die and Spider-Man. Like, that, that, that's, that's something. Um, Dogs on 2.1 million so far? That's, that's not bad. Um, bloody hell, hang on. Cineworld scored its highest ever number of admiss- admissions on a single day. Oh, because they were doing three pounds yeah. for all the tickets on Saturday. Yeah, right. Was. Okay, it was. It, right. I, I was gonna go to. I, I looked at possibly going to the Godfather screening that was um, on, mm-hmm. and went on to have a look at tickets, and it was basically sold out almost. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. No. I, I, yeah, I think yeah. is I like going to see retro screenings because I like supporting retro screenings. That seemed like it was doing fine. It was all right, and I've seen The Godfather on the big screen, so I'm all right. Yeah, no, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it, um, Jackass Forever is probably going to end its UK run being the highest-grossing one in the UK. 
that's that's, that's crazy. That's pretty fucking great. That actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it probably do, it probably end on about six and a half million. Uh, Studio six six six, which I'll talk about in a bit, had a higher per screen average than uh, Cyrano. Fucking hell! And that wasn't. I mean, that, that was it was it was playing near me, but it was it wasn't playing the view near me or the cine world near me. It was playing the parkway near me. Yeah, yeah, that's int- and also, I mean, the, the show times were limited. Like the cine world in Cardiff, it's only on once a day. Um, I would have had diff- and it was like after nine at night. I would have had difficulty going to see if it wasn't for the fact that the Odeon had earlier showings. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, uh, so yeah, definitely not Shion Cyrano. I think I'm touching cloth, but you just need to because downgrade your letterbox rating then. Just because Dinklage. Mm-hmm. I think I do actually. Yeah, I do need to downgrade it to two point five. What was the poll? The poll was. Definitely not shit 50%, touching cloth 25%, and shit 25%. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Just reading out those box office figures then. Cinema's back. Hmm? It's it's doing all right. You know, like it's. Sing 2 doing 29 million pounds seems. Okay, Uncharted nearly at twenty. When people were like, "Oh, how's this gonna play?" Um, it, it feels like we're okay. I feel like the the Batman's gonna be interesting because it's a fucking fifteen, but that thing's gonna pop. I think. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna do well. It's not gonna do a billion, I don't think, but it's gonna do very well. Mm-mm. You know the yeah, fact that Uncharted yeah. is, as you know, is tracking for two hundred and fifty million. I think is, is is pretty decent. I mean, that's it. It's like they've gotten away with it, and now they can build on that with another one. Yeah, which they will now. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm fucking looking forward to it. Yeah. What a fucking treat! Right. So, I'm gonna go PP. Here's some very erotically charged promos. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're gonna die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further. The His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. CS3P Combat! Player 1, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player 2, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round 1, fight! 
Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? So, Mark, tell us about the wonderful and wild things you have watched this week. I mean, I've not got a lot this week. I've got a quiet week for film watching. Um, How dare you? I know, I'm a terrible bastard. Um, but I did rewatch a couple, uh, and then a random one that we're going to do is like a feature review. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so I decided to rewatch because I saw, you know, when like, occasionally like, randomly like film clips turn up on like your Twitter timeline or something like that. And it's sure. just like, it, it, it's just a clip for no reason. So randomly, it was. Um, it was on TikTok of all places, I think. A scene from uh, the the craze biopic legend <laughs> turned up. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And so I was like, right, I remember having a decent enough time with legend. Um, sure. I thought, but, but. I, I I literally hadn't thought about the movie probably since you reviewed it <laughs> for Bastards until I mm. saw that clip. <laughs> um, and so I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go and just sort of see, you know, sort of like six seven years later how much it kind of holds up. Because I get the feeling that nobody um, speaks about it. Um, was surprised when um, Taron Egerton was in it a lot more than I thought he was. Um, as um, Reggie Craze, um, <laughs> that, that gay <laughs> um, lover, I suppose. Yeah, um, boyfriend. Yeah, I think is the best way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, Ron, Ronnie's um, boyfriend, um, and of course the story told by Emily Browning, who I also forgot uh, kind of existed in movies. Um, because oh, wow, I haven't we, seen yeah. her in that much uh, recently, and I think she—I I was quite like that. I thought she was quite. She seemed to be like one where it was like, right, she's going to end up being in a lot, and then has decided to not be in as much, uh, or you know, she probably is in some, and I've just not fucking seen it. Um, there's been all these people like that like, be screaming at me, going, "She's in blah TV series that I just don't watch." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there we go, yeah. American Gods. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. Um, the thing about it is, Legend, is it's kind of like, it, 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 it becomes one of those films going back to it that you're watching it going, as a crime biopic thriller, it, it's not very good, but as a weird kind of ridiculous, almost black comedy at points... It works quite well. Yeah. 
But it's definitely, I don't think, going for that. But I kind of feel mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of Tom Hardy that maybe is going for that. Um, like the, the 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 scene that that, that, I, that I saw a flash of on, on TikTok was the bit where they go where they get lured to the pub for a for a meeting and then it turns out that it isn't. It's kind of like an ambush. Um, and Ronnie gets pissed off because um, the guy has got a pipe that looks like a rolling pin and just like shouts them all and walks out, thinking making them think that he's just gone and left Reggie to deal with it on his own. When actually he hasn't, it's all a bit of a, a ruse. Um, yeah, that bit is is good, but it is funny. And then there's a fight that Ronnie and Reggie have um, just after Reggie's got out of prison, and that's quite funny. But I'm just not sure it's supposed to be. <laughs> Who is it directed by? Um, Brian um, Helgeland. Jesus Christ! Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. You're sin eater, boy. Yeah, that, yeah. And the thing is, um, as a writer, you know, he's written some some good and some films that I like. <laughs> so you know, mm. he wrote L.A. Confidential and he wrote Mystic River, which I think that, that you know that unequivocally people can say they are they are good movies. Um, yeah. he, he, he did also write The Postman which I quite like uh, and he also wrote um, and directed The Sin Eater which you know I like and he, he wrote Man on Fire and Taking a Pelham 123 and I really like both of those movies uh, and Creasy's art is deaf and he's about to paste his ma- ma- masterpiece exactly uh, he also yeah. wrote Spencer Confidential which of course is brilliant uh, oh, fuck's sake! Everything leads back to Spencer Confidential. Well done, Mark. <laughs> it just does. Um, but yeah, it's it's an odd one. Um, is is legend in the sense that I I actually quite enjoyed my rewatch. It's over two hours long. Um, but I enjoyed my rewatch of it. But again, when I finished it, I was like. I can actually see why nobody has spoke of this movie in the six, seven years hence. I, I, I mean, the only thing I really remember about Legend is the uh, newspaper advertising campaign where they hid <laughs> the Guardian's two-star review of it in between them, so it looked like five, like four or five stars, but with two, which is. Still the fucking funniest bit of fucking film marketing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was great. There's there's some great bits in it, and it it does tell a story quite well, but I kind of get the feeling, like, if you've got almost the same cast, even the same script, but with a better director, you'd have got a much better movie. Sure. Is what I would say there, but I but I did enjoy my my, my time with it again. Um, so yeah, I'll yeah. It's not what I'd, it's not what I'd recommend people go back to watch, but I'm glad I rewatched it. Is what I would say. I mean, nice, good, good, good on you. Yeah, I, what I'm saying there is, Ian, don't just don't. You don't need to. I rewatched it so <laughs> people don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you. 
but it's not <laughs> bad. So many of your choices. Yeah, it's not bad. Just nobody needs to rewatch it. Um, a film that I also rewatched, but then, but then this is one that I think people should go back and rewatch. Is um, it, it's the film the, uh, the Christian um, Duguay's film um, Screamers, um, which stars. Oh um, shit! Peter Weller. Peter Weller, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, this used to be like a. This used to be one of those movies that um, that me and Bex used to put on, um, like quite often uh, when we got home from like the pub on DVD, um, and it would be like one of those ones that we'd eat when it, a takeaway or something like that, you know, after a few drinks. Um, and the other day, some I, I, again something something reminded me of it. Um, and I can't remember what it was, but I just thought you know you, you get that urge and you go I kind of fancy watching, and that it hit me with Screamers. I was like I kind of fancy watching rewatching Screamers, um, and then just about to start watching it and got a little bit worried, thinking what if this is just fucking garbage and I'm I'm, I'm ruining like a, a good memory of a movie I have by actually rewatching it. Um, but no, Screamers is a fucking great amount of fun. <laughs> Nice. It's it it's there's a little bit of like of, of, of visual effects in it, but a lot of it's practical. Um, the the world building and the sets because um, it's set on like a planet in like 2078 um, called Sirius Six B, um, and the world building there it, it, it's because it's not like that we often criticise. Shot in a car park in Geneva, um, it, it Georgia, looked, but Georgia. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It, it looks, it looks fine. It looks really, it, it looks tangible. The, the buildings they're going into, are, look like they exist. You know, granted, they look like they're made out of fucking polystyrene and bits of timber, but yeah, they they look tactile at least. Um, but yeah, it's just a really. I think it's carried by the fact that um, that that Peter Weller is. I find him a very charismatic screen presence, um, and the fact that it's this guy who has been stationed on this planet to fight this essentially like civil war that's kind of like a low key Dune kind of thing. Um, yeah, have you've seen Screamers. I like. Back in the very, v- very, very memory of Sky movies in the mid nineties on a Saturday night where my mum thought I was asleep, but I was watching Screamers. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's perfect for that kind of watching. So it's basically they're there on this planet because there's a war going on because um, a business that owns the planet that makes this this great um, nuclear energy. Um, is um, doesn't want to relinquish it because it's setting off this radiation into the planet and he's killing everybody. <laughs> mm. But they still want to mine for it. So, um, but then Peter Weller's character finds out that <coughs> actually all the orders he's being given are bullshit and that they actually, uh, the guy who's been getting these orders from actually died two years ago. They're just still using the hologrammatic image of him to do this just because 
they're just essentially waiting for everyone on that planet to die because it's cheaper than going back to get them. Um, and so he ends up trying to make peace with the other guys that are there to find out if everything's like that, what they know, etc. Um, as well, because it seems like they've just been left on the planet to die as well. Uh but yeah, once he starts doing that, it works out that it's actually none of this is fucking happening and it's just these fucking screamers which were built by them have somehow evolved into more. It's just this really weird, like, high-concept Philip K. Dick short story that just about manages to be entertaining enough that you don't care that it's a bit dumb. Hmm. Yeah, mm. and all carried on by Peter Weller being just really quite a lot of fucking fun in it. Oh, that's one that I probably need to get back to at some. That one feels like one that Arrow will do a fucking 4K of at some to- somewhere down the line, and I'll pick it up. Yeah, it is. It, it, Arrow will do something for it, and it, it's one of those movies where it will be great to watch on like a Friday or a Saturday night when you've already had a few beers with a few more beers. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is... It's it's 110 minutes long. So it is, it's not like a 90-minute one. But it's entertaining enough to carry its, its runtime. Mm. I might nice. re-watch the, uh, the 2009 sequel to it as well. Um... But I remember that being... What, Screamers 2? Ah! <laughs> it's called Screamers 2 The Haunting. Uh, and it's got Lance Henriksen in it. Oh, wow. My title was better. But, yeah, I remember um, for a long while, the only way you could um, get... Um, because the, 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 uh, the first DVD of Screamers, right, looked like shit. It was a pan and scan. Um, and so... The only way you could get a decent actual copy of Screamers was it literally came as one of the special features on Screamers the hun- the hunting. Fucking hell. Yep. <laughs> yep. I bet that transfer looked incredible. Do you know what? The transfer on that actually looked, was a damn sight better than the what is it one? Oh really? Yeah, than the, 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 the pan and scan. <laughs> it, it literally I remember buying it and then watching it going. Oh, all right. This looks pretty fucking good. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, that was that was what I watched. Uh, apart from the one we're, we're both going to discuss. Well, shit. Okay, uh, if I talk about what I've been watching, and then we'll conclude with the one we're both going to do, then. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that all right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's 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 where we go. Uh, cool. Well, even though, even though, even though, even though. I should know why I changed my mind because I watched the sequel as well. So, what what did we both watch, Mark? We both watched Legally Blonde. <laughs> we both watched Legally Blonde. Yeah. So, I'm going to give a little... If you don't mind, I'm going to lead. Yeah, no, I think you should because, on this one. Thank you. Long-time listeners will know that Reese Witherspoon I've had a problem with since podcast zero. Um, 
and my wife is a massive fan of Reese Witherspoon. Has basically watched everything she's done. A while back, I watched Wild. And had to admit that Reese Witherspoon was really good in it. And started changing my mind. I watched Sweet Home Alabama last year. And I quite enjoyed that. So, I told Donna that at some point I will watch the Legally Blonde films. What Legally Blonde being one of the only films she owns on DVD. Not, not a massive film lover has probably watched more films while in a relationship with me than she had for like the rest of her life combined, I reckon. Like, easily. Um, but yeah, massive fan. And literally, we were just... Let's stick something on that is kind of okay in front of Lottie. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And she was looking down on her phone. I was like, I'm going to stick this on. And then it started, and she was like, you're fucking kidding, really? And I was like, yeah, all right, it's time. It's time. <laughs> the time has come. The time has come. Time so... to is through. <laughs> so, literally watch Legally Blonde on Saturday and then watch Legally Blonde 2, Red, White and Blonde on Sunday. So I've now watched the Legally Blonde films. Swinging it back to you, Mark, what is your relationship with these films? Um... We went to see Legally Blonde at the cinema. Um, oh, yeah. And it wasn't like it was a date thing or anything like that. I think we went to see something else and got our times mixed up. Um, and we're just like, right, what else is on? Legally Blonde. I bet it's like, right, what's that? I was like, it's like a... It's like it's like it's like a, 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 a comedy uh, with Reese Witherspoon playing a, a dumb lawyer. Like, fine, yeah, we're gonna see it. Um, watched it and actually, like, actually quite enjoyed that. <laughs> so, we both enjoyed it. So, we both what we did actually both go and see Legally Blonde 2 at the cinema as well. <laughs> nice, very good. Um, right, so I'm gonna be honest. I was wrong about Reese Witherspoon. I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna own it. And I think Kevin Smith's to blame because I read a book of his once where he said that he had a bit bad meeting with her and called her greasy Reese Witherspoon. Apparently, though, what I will say is apparently as a person she's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I, I, the thing is a lot of actors are. Yep. And Kevin Smith's a bit of a dickhead as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, fair play. Um, apparently, when she like met Ryan Philippe, it was at a party, and she literally just pointed at him and said, I'll have him. And I kind of respect that. Um, or something like that, I'm paraphrasing. Right, so... She is so fucking charming and likeable in Legally Blonde that I can't even. Yep. But if you want her to do well, she they do such a good job in establishing early on no, she is actually smart 
And okay, she approaches these things in an odd way, but it is the way in which she's fucking just lived her life. So, you know, the fish out of water stuff, it's like you do feel sorry for her because it's not like she's going there, look look at me, I'm Charlie Big Bananas. It's, I'm Elle, you know, hi, I would like to be friends with you all, please. And that, that I, I, I think that's really winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'll be honest. I didn't see what was going to happen with um, uh, what's his name. The uh, the actor's name is going to bother me now. The grey haired guy who comes on to her. Oh, um, fuck! Him from Alias. Fuck. Uh... Victor Garber. Oh, Vince, Victor Garber. I, man, my mind's getting slower. I would have got that 10 years ago, but hey, we're all dying. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. I like, I knew that he was like a little bit not as good as everybody was making him out to be, but I didn't know it was going to go there. Um, and I like, I really like the relationship between her and Selma Blair. I, I, I like the fact that they deal with the whole she goes there to get her boyfriend back and then like halfway through the film it's like actually he's not worth it. Yeah. I like I like that they just clear that up there and then and then that is not the central point of the film. Neither's Luke Wilson. You know, it's like they do have a bit of a will they it's not even a will they won't they. It's like they will at some point, but who cares? And that's fine because the story's not about them. It's about her like being like finding her place and standing up against those seeking to go she's just a dumb blonde and fucking doing it you know it's i really 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 fucking like legally blondes <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i think it's great yeah that's it i think you, you summed it up it's a really it's a really easy to watch breezy film but it's not it's not like in any way. It's not a dumb film. It's actually a, a, no a, god no. It, but it is. It, it's, it's an oddly one, but it's not dumb. But it's not trying to be overtly smart. You know, it's 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 not like poking holes in the the legal system or anything like that. It's just basically going. It, it's a look. Don't judge a book by its cover. Kind of um, movie. In the sense that this woman can can basically is is smart. She might appear to be dumb. She's not. She's smart, um, and it gets some good moments there. You know the the, the bit where you know the um, the the boyfriend uh, Warner Huntington the third Matthew Davis the actor um, is sort of saying you know you're not you're not really smart enough to be here, and she's like, well, hang on a minute, you're here. And I'm here. We both got here, and it's it's that she doesn't. There's no like breakdown moment that she has. She manages to maintain being sort of like okay with everything. You know, she takes everything within her stride quite nicely. I think that's quite good in it. It's a very strong performance uh, from her. You know, even when the the um, overtly lesbian character. Gives a shit, and she's like, she's basically like, "What have I ever done to you?" Yep, yep. 
uh, or when they trick her to come to the party, she's like, do you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. That's it. It, it, It's a film where you think it's going to do the usual beats and it doesn't. No. It zigs instead of zags. And I, yeah, I, I, I really like that. And the, I thought that the plot in the second half where it's about the, well, who actually like killed the, 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 the rich guy. I quite like that. I like, I liked how the first half was like fish out of water college comedy. And then the second half is like, not legal drama, but like comedy with like a legal drama subplot. Yeah. It works. It just work, works really well. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, like it's a charming film. It's the kind of film that like I, I, I'd like lots to watch at like some point in the next few years, you know, and hopefully get a little bit of inspiration out of it. And you can see why Reese Witherspoon was 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 the star that she was. That's it. it you know, it's... like she's effortlessly charming. She is. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, it's just you watch it going. Yeah, I, I can see why this ended up being a bit of a surprise hit. <laughs> yeah, defo, defo. Mm. Um. You it's, know, you said it's not a dumb film. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, sure. That, that, that was that was saying it's not a dumb. It's not a dumb film. I'm 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 segueing. So if you do have anything else, no, nope, don't have anything else to say. <laughs> okay. So, you know how Legally Blonde's not a dumb film. You're going to tell me that Legally Blonde Two, Red, White, and Blonde is a dumb film, aren't you? <laughs> do you know what, dude? Legally Blonde Two, Red, White, and Blonde is a fucking dumb film. <laughs> Um, so I, I think I think Reese Witherspoon is still really good in it. Don't get me wrong, but this is a film where they got a fucking release date, the like the Monday after Legally Blonde came out, and it was like, what do we do? Um, <laughs> have we got have we got any ideas that we threw away for Legally Blonde? We've got loads. Do all of them. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it is basically. What do people like for Legally Blonde? Reese Witherspoon. Okay, cool. Yep, the dog. Okay, yep, cool. So it's Lee, it's Reese Witherspoon and the dog. Well, people like Luke Wilson. How much do they like him? Yeah, kind of. All right, fine. So have him on the other end of the phone for a lot of it, and then have him turn up at the end and be supportive. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like him, but he doesn't want to come back because he's actually in other stuff now. And, uh, I mean, it's it's amazing because Luke Wilson is basically like he's just like, yeah, I'll be here. You need my support. You got my support, but otherwise, I'll be off doing my thing. <laughs> it's it's fucking incredible. Um. So this one, I mean, also the first two thirds of the film, the only real antagonist of the film is the only black woman in the entire fucking cast. Um, she's, you know, she she's not the antagonist by the end of the film, but I thought that was a fucking choice. Um, but yeah, the the they're fighting to save the dog's mum, who uh, thanks to a private detective. <laughs> They uh, find is in an animal testing lab, and then that gets Elle on a crusade to stop animal testing. Um, Bruce McGill plays a Republican senator who finds out that his dog is gay when Reese Witherspoon's dog 
fucks his dog. <laughs> it sounds like you're making this up, but it's all ringing bells. <laughs> that is is what happens. Like they, they, those two dogs fall in love. One's big, one's small, but they're fucking each other. Um, <laughs> but the thing, I mean, like it's shit. Don't get me wrong. It's like a two. I, I gave it a two out of five on Letterboxd. So I stand by that. But it, it's not like a like this is demonstrably awful. It's fun in its way, but the first one is I like kind of like lightning in a bottle, and it's fair to say with legally blonde two lightning doesn't strike twice. You know, it's um. I, I I don't know. I mean, it, the thing it, it's kind of doing all the inspirational stuff, but it's just not not really hitting the mark. Um, like Sally Field is this uh, like senator who it, or congresswoman who turns out is you know as big business as everyone else is, and she's just playing the game and blah blah blah. And and you know, I mean, it's. But the thing is, it's like she's not really the antagonist. The antagonists are faceless people who you can't really put a face on because they're just the ones pulling the strings. So, the, the, like the 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 last part of the film is basically about convincing people to sign this bill to ban animal testing, and it's like the ways in which they do that. It's like cheerleaders do a thing for senators, and they're like. Yeah, all right. I'll sign this bill. Hey, let's go. You know, and it, it, it it's okay. Well, that, that that I mean, okay, it's a use of the power, I suppose. But what's that actually trying to say? But it's because you can't really have a boo hiss villain because even Sally Field, as what should be the boo hiss woman, is still a woman, and they can't really have a woman be the bad guy of these films. So I, you know, I, I think that's fair enough for what these films are trying to do. But Bruce McGill. He's this like Republican like NRA member guy whose whole thing is fuck it, he loves his dog and he doesn't care if his dog is gay. So then that takes that lead out of the balloon as well. So I I yeah, I don't know. It's like at the end it's like it's a celebration, but even Sally Field ends up fucking like voting for the bill in the end. So who did they actually defeat? <laughs> like, there's literally a bit where at the end the animal testing people let them go and one of the like the scientists in his white coat has got a smile on his face as he's letting them go and it's like mate you're out of a job like it, it, it I, it's odd um but yeah i i don't know i i i, I it's like i say it's shit but it's fun enough i think it's kind of like what i imagined that legally blonde would be but then Legally Blonde was Legally Blonde. Yeah, you, you often get that with sequels to these things, where they end up going for... They they end up making the mistake of thinking the bits that... that, that people, you know... The, the problem is you're focusing on the quotable bits and throwing all of that into it, and it ends up just being an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. But I am going. I've I've rewatched the sequel yet, but I think I am going to watch it this week, just because why not? Yeah, I mean, it's ninety five minutes long, and I watched the other one. I might as well watch this one. And honestly, dude, the whole stuff with the like the gay dogs it is like a fever dream. It's it's pretty funny. Um, and I don't know, Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill is fucking. I love that fucking guy, and it, he's he's come to play. 
that's the thing. He's come to play, and and good for him. Um. So yeah, legally blonde too. Uh, hey, you know, they're they're fine. Um. Oh, actually, do you know what? I gave legally legally blonde two a three. Um. Felt like they didn't really know what the hell to do. So goes for a borderline insane plot, which has Bruce McBeal finding peace with his gay dog. So it's not bad at all. Actually, yeah, I stand by that. Three out of five. I'm going to be all right with that. Yep. Yep. Um, So my big old Batman rewatch that I said I was going to do. Oh, yeah. So I watched Batman Returns, which is the... It's interesting. Some... There are a lot of people who are like Batman Returns is the secret. Actually, this is the best one of the of all the original films. Blah blah blah. I'm not there. No, I'll I'm be not. honest. I, I there's enough shonkiness to Batman Returns, um, and that that I just it doesn't quite land for me. Like the Batman basically only has one line of dialogue in the first 40 minutes of the film and then the rest of the film is basically about Penguin and about Catwoman and that's that's fine but I don't know it, it, it it's not the it's not the film that Batman is I but I, I I like Batman Returns it is fucking hilarious in how horny it is. <laughs> and Danny DeVito gives one of the all-time great villain performances. Um, it's, it's weird. Everybody talks about Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I, you know, I understand why, but I think, I, I think it's because Penguin is this fucking dark, what-the-fuck creation. But he's incredible. Um, you know, um, it, it, uh, God, what is the line where it's just like... Um, uh, and men and women will be equal when they're all blasted high, removed of their erogenous zones or something. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and I'd like to fill her void. Um, <laughs> oh, and just the pussy I was looking for. That's fucking amazing. He walks into a room, Catwoman's on his bed. Ah, uh, just the pussy I was looking for. <laughs> it's just all he wants. All he wants to do is fuck. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, been a long time since I've watched it. But I think every time I watch it, I, I, I get more and more... This is weirder than I remembered. <laughs> it just... It, it is. I mean, it's obviously Tim Burton getting the blank check and saying, hey, do it again. Like, you did Batman, then you did Edward Scissorhands, hey. Let's go. Do whatever the fuck you want. He's like, oh, all right, then let's do this. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I mean, Batman, as I spoke about last week, that film is a, just a five out of five banger. It's fucking incredible. Um, Batman Returns, not so much, but I've still got a lot of time for it. And then I got half an hour into Batman Forever. And I was just like, nah, I'm done. I, I have to I just... I'm batted out. I, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, you know, I, 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 hey, look, Oppenheimer's out next year. I'll probably do a full Nolan watch again next year. You know, so that's that's fine. Batman versus Superman in Justice League. Their time will come. I, I, I watched Batman for I, I watched the the four original 
uh, sorry for Batman the movie films uh, in 2020 because I definitely watched it during COVID. Mm. So I've seen them all pretty recently, but like Batman Forever, just like Jim Carrey, it just it, it's nails on chalkboard. Um, I just can't be dealing with it. And I remember saying at the time that I talked about it on the show that Batman Forever is worse than Batman and Robin, and I'm I'm sure it is. But I'm not going to watch Batman and Robin without watching Batman Forever first. That the only way I'll ever watch Batman and Robin is if I've watched the other Batmans leading up to it. So I'm not I'm not going to watch it now. Uh, but hey, I'm hyped for the Batman. Yes. Nearly three hour neo noir detective story. Yeah, cool. In Let's IMAX. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Friday half four. Can't wait. Yeah, was well, going to be tomorrow at seven, but I've got to take lots to Cubs. Uh, I was I was going to do it tomorrow at seven, but I think um, with the way that we're doing it, we want to see it on proper IMAX rather than super screen. Um, obviously, we're watching it in York, uh, and it's at seven o'clock. So that would mean coming back through tip home at like half ten, eleven o'clock at night, which doesn't bother <laughs> me. It doesn't bother Becky, but it would be a bit shitty on Isabel. <laughs> You know, apparently none of it's actually like shot in IMAX stuff. Yeah, you just, you, you just want to see it big. I just want to see it big. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair one enough. of those. I just, I, I thought, yeah, I still want to just see it big. Yeah, no, totally fair. Um, so I also just looking at the time there. What is the time? Is that half eight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, well, it's fine. My end. You, you okay? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, all good. Yeah, cool. So, also watched a little film called Twins. Oh, did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, came back from Studio Six Six Six, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and uh, again, Donna and I are like, ah, what the fuck's on? We're getting into a bit of a thing where it's just like we look at Netflix and see what random fucking thing is on there, and then just stick that on, which I'm quite enjoying actually. Um. Twins is like the lowest stakes film of all time. Yep, it's it's great. It's just Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Where the fuck did I get? <laughs> I got Tom Hanks Arnold on that Schwarzenegger. One. <laughs> My word. Arnold Schwarzenegger leaves his island, goes to find his brother. His brother's Danny DeVito. He's a bit of a scumbag, and he steals some shit that he shouldn't steal. There you go for 90 minutes. Do you know what? It's great. Yep. There's some really... There's some really... I love the explanation for for what happened, why Danny DeVito exists, and it's literally that that when they made it, Swatchling was all the perfect bits, and Danny DeVito was just all the shit. Yeah. It's pretty harsh, but it's it is pretty great. funny. I just remember yeah. his reaction to it when they tell him that. Oh man! But yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's just a very fun, laid back time. You know, they it doesn't have to be stakes. No, it the world doesn't have to end or anything. It's just these guys involved in a little bit of like a kind of a shootout thing at the end, but not even really a shootout, you know, and um, 
Kelly Preston's coming onto Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just doesn't know what the fuck to do. Uh, that's terrific. I, yeah, I, it's it's really really fun. I will say though, the Netflix transfer looks like fucking garbage. It looks like someone ran over a DVD. Um, yeah, not 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 great. Um, the, 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 I remember a, a mad fact about twins is. Um, with the way that the pair was worked out for it, DeVito, Reitman and Schwarzenegger end up making near 30 million each for doing it. Oh, good on them. You know, like, they just... They're at the height of their powers and they're just fucking making big entertainment and they're getting paid for it. Mm. You know, I guess, yeah, good on them. The film had a budget of, like, um, 18 million. They <laughs> just made bank. Yeah, they, they got they got forty percent of the total gross uh, to split between them. Hey, that's it. You get they, they they just get points on like first dollar gross or whatever, <laughs> whatever. And you know, good on them. It just made enough money that they they got those points. Fair play, everybody. Everybody came. Well, I, out think M, it. I think M was very happy with it. Yeah, yeah. So. um the aforementioned and talked about earlier in the show, Studio 666. So, directed by Hatchet Freeze BJ McDonnell. Um, and yeah, this is the Foo Fighters in a horror movie. And it is the Foo Fighters starring in it. There are other actors in it, but not for that much of it. Um, and the rest of it is them. So, basically, they are recording their 10th album. Their manager, played by Jeff Garlin, uh, basically says, hey, I've got the place that you can record in, because Dave Grohl's like, how can we get inspiration? Um, There's this house slash studio uh, where... A couple of decades before, uh, a lead singer of a band had murdered his bandmates, and uh, basically they're like kind of like playing music in there. And then when the drums finish, it's like this sound that reverberates around there, like, oh, yeah, we could make some music here. Um, Dave Grohl ends up getting possessed, uh, by and it is them playing the Foo Fighters in this, to be clear. Um, he ends up getting possessed and um, they're basically looking for a song so slight spoilers for Studio 666 but this possession thing is looking for them to end a song which will essentially fulfil a spell created by Alistair Crowley um (laughs) So yeah, um, killings happen. A lot of gore happens, and uh, yeah. So mileage may vary, um, but it's basically: Are you interested in seeing any of the Foo Fighters do acting? If no. Don't need to see Studio <laughs> Six Six Six. If yes, 
are you interested in them being in a horror movie? If no, go away. If yes, watch Studio 666. That, that's basically it. Um, Pat Smear, who I've always fucking liked. He's been an in-and-out member of Foo Fighters for fucking... Well, he, he was in like the... the the naughty uh, the nineties and teens, and then seems to have been a bit of a uh, fixture for the last ten years or so. Um, but he has a running joke about how the only place that he finds he can sleep is the kitchen table, which I quite enjoyed. Um, other than that, he seems to basically smile through the entire thing, like he's just glad to be there, <laughs> and that's that's. That's pretty good. I quite enjoyed that. Dave Grohl is trying his best, but there is a scene where he's talking about how he's trying to find the perfect note that I swear to God is just Jack Black from School of Rock talking to the kids. and It's that. But Dave Grohl. Jack Black is not in this film. That, I, I refuse Donna to believe that. When I came home, no, seriously. The first thing Donna asked me when I got back from uh, it got back from it was was Jack Black in it? I, I know he's not in the credits at the end. I mean, I don't know whether he does anything vocally, but he's not obviously in the film. That's crazy. There is a cameo in it, which is so fucking. Ra- I, I. Uh, do you mind if I spoil it? Spoil it. Right. So, is it is it a is it a filmmaker? No. Right. Carry on. Spoil it. Anyway. But there is also that. Yeah. Um. So, if anyone's got any interest in Studio Six 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 whatsoever, just skip. I've already said whether you enjoy it or not. Just skip the next few minutes. But I just kind of want to tell Mark and get his reaction. So. Before he gets like possessed and whatnot, Dave Grohl's basically having kind of like in incontinence, like creativity, uh, creatively, creativity, creatively. Jesus Christ, creatively. And so he's playing on the piano, and he starts pl- like going. Um, he, he starts uh, playing. Uh, Hello, is it me you're looking for? Mm. He starts singing the chorus. And then Lionel Richie comes in. And it's just like, no. Dave Grohl's like, what? No, you can't use that, Grohl. What do you mean? That's my song. You can't use that. Fuck you. You can't use that. Think of something your own. Think of something original. And then walks off. And then it cuts to the next scene. And all I was thinking there was... The fact that he hasn't woken up and just cuts to the next scene, makes me think that Lionel Richie literally walked into their recording studio and had a go at Dave Grohl for copying Hello, Is It Me You're Looking For? And then just fucks off. And that gives a level, (laughs) an indication of like the level of filmmaking that we've got here. It's honestly, it's fucking incredible. Like, and there are there is a dream sequence in the film where he wakes up from it. Actually, it's a double one where then he's still dreaming and he wakes up again. So in the world of this film, that was actually reality. (laughs) 
Uh, it's it's, pretty, it's actually it, quite it's good, pretty, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It, but it is, it is. It's very, very random and just... Right, I didn't see that coming. Fair play. Um, but the thing that uh, Mark alluded to, John Carpenter writes the title track for this film. And not only that, he's in the film. There is a... So they're like recording, so they're, they're starting to record the song and it, like he's been possessed and they're recording it and it's like this really fucking long song. And John Carpenter's basically like the guy who's doing like the mixing and um, he's like really, really into it. And um, I think I think it's his son, Cody Carpenter, is in it and he's got an eye patch like Snake Plissken, even though they don't reference that. And he's like, he's reviving on it with him. And he gives him a fucking fist bump. And then he's got like, he's him and Cody, at least I think it's Cody, are leaving the house. And he's got like one line with Dave Grohl and then drives off. And that's it. That's John Carpenter for the whole film. But it's just like, fair fucking play. They just got John Carpenter to just come in and do this. And it, again, it's... It, it 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 shot in COVID times. Like, let's just do something. Let's make a movie. This would never have happened if it wasn't for that. But it, yeah, I, you know, but it's there, and I'm glad that they did something. And they know the audience. They they don't think it's anything other than what it is. And for that, it's fine. It's. About 105 minutes long. It's far too fucking long. It is take the piss long. Um, but it's it, 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 it's it's fine. It is three out of five. I'm monologuing slightly because Mark is getting his laptop charger. Um, so I don't think Mark's listening to any uh, to this particular bit. Uh, but for the audience, it. You know, it, it'll probably be on VOD in a couple of weeks, and it's it, 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 it it's it's all right. Like I say, the gore is actually pretty fucking full on. It's good, um, and yeah, I, I I had fun with it. You know, three out of five, but I had fun with it. I was in an audience with a few people who are obviously Foo Fighters fans, and one guy behind me was really fucking digging it. And I, I, you know, I, I find it hard to begrudge that because it's such a fucking niche thing for such a niche audience. But why and not enjoy like, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, exactly. I think I feel quite well there while you, you were getting your charger. I think you did, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, fair play, Foo Fighters. You've got some creative impulses out and... You know, you guys aren't actors, but I don't think you're particularly embarrassing either. Good on you. Three out of five. Definitely not shit. Mildly. Yeah, I'm. It is the most surprising not available on VOD movie I think that's been released in the past five years. I mean, it is fucking insane that they just went. No, this is cinema exclusive. But I'm just reading. Apparently, the band recorded an album. That is the for, for the fictional band in the movie. <laughs> oh, Dream, Dream something. Widow. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dream Widow. That's it. You yeah, know they're yeah, going to yeah. release that at some point, don't you? 
I mean, the, the, I mean, the the thing is, like, the the one track that they play of theirs was pretty fucking badass. I mean, the, the, this is the thing. It's like the the really really long song that they recorded. It's this like this fucking spell made song. It's kind of a banger. It fucking bangs more than anything Food Fighters have probably ever done. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Studio Six Six Six. Not all bad. Good, but it's not great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So. Questions. Questions. We do have some. Um, we also uh, we started asking audience a question as well, just because um, we did that last mm. week and it mm-hmm. kind of worked quite well. So yeah, um, I asked, um, "What were your best first watches in February?" Uh, part of this is because I'm genuinely interested. Uh, other bit is it's nice to get a little bit of interaction, and also I'm just always kind of fishing for ideas of what to watch. <laughs> um, Chris Martin um, says, "Harold and Maude, uh, lovely Cat Stevens soundtrack." I, I mean, I haven't watched Harold and Maude in a, in a vast number of years, um, so it's definitely due a rewatch. But then I think I'll end up just doing a Hal Ashby season in a, for, for that in, uh, by accident. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Craig Doss says Code and Wife of a Spy What is Wife of a Spy? I've no idea I've recognised it The name rings a bell Ooh, it's a uh, Japanese film from a couple of years ago Hmm ah, it's, only, it's only 115 minutes long So that's not bad <laughs> For a Japanese film Usually like four hours long <laughs> Um, Rick Kidd uh, 1972's The Harder They Come this is one that I have definitely added to um, my uh, gonna watch soon Not, I've not seen this um, and it sounds really fucking good <laughs> Jamaican crime film starring Jimmy Cliff uh, Martin says Souvenir Part 2 show the lines between mm. mainstream cinema and super art house a zone where I like to be cheers Marcus Zizou so yeah, if you, you've not watched that yet have you? no George whatsapp me the other day and said you need to watch the Souvenir Part 2 because uh, otherwise you'll hate yourself yeah uh, I believe that was the message he sent me well, I'm, I'm, I'm going um, to watch both of them in the coming weeks this is it's interesting though because oh um lots is just coming up i think she's going to bed let's get a hug love you bubs you watched any movies this week have you not i thought you had you watched soul you like soul don't you yeah i watched soul and what do you think of soul okay you're free to leave no, I'm taking. You're taking my Heineken bottle caps with you. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm what are we put doing? Them on your head. You're gonna put them. You're gonna put them on my head. All right. Thanks, babe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Night, night. Love you. Um, love you. Um, so the souvenir. It, a lot of people are saying the souvenir part two. They didn't like the souvenir, but they liked part two a great deal. Uh, sorry, Lots is looking at me like she's trying to do like creepy. Kid face. <laughs> yeah, don't. Not. You gave me an idea. I gave you an idea. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, Jesus, lots. Alright, no, don't do that. 
All right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna record the show now. All right. Love you. All right. Love you. No, I I'm I'm gonna close the door so I'm not too loud. Okay. Um. Sorry. So yeah, people are saying that like the souvenir part two is like an interesting look at filmmaking and it's almost like a reflexive remake of the first one and then the first one is a little bit dull and it's like i i like the first one but i'm also like hmm, part two could be the one where i'm like actually yeah this is the fucking one <laughs> yeah so we'll 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 see it kind of feels like that one, like it didn't get nominated for any BAFTAs, like whatsoever. It's like it played LFF and was received pretty well there, and it's just completely fucking disappeared. Yeah, uh, it's, it, 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 it seems to have just kind of done not done nothing, but just kind of like not 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 received much kind of press. But everyone I know that's seen it has said it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know, it, it was interesting that because it was like the souvenir was coming out and they were already developing the souvenir part two and it's almost like wow people have a go at um like big like hollywood studios being hubristic about like oh this is gonna be a success a success and we'll do a second one it's like well joanna Hogg kind of did that a little bit as well to be fair mm-hmm. um but it's interesting that she did that in a super super art house form so you know we'll, we'll see hopefully we'll report back in the next couple of weeks yes absolutely um, Ethan M. Bart says Nightmare Alley and Caught with Riders of Justice both great um, recently forced myself to watch The Father too, which was heartbreaking ever so slightly for the first uh, sorry for the first time tonight you cut out a little bit there you there oh yeah I am still here yeah Sorry, I'm ever so sorry because people would have heard what you just said, but for my benefit, what did Ethan Barr say? Uh, that he'd uh, watched Nightmare Alley uh, and Rise of Justice, both great, and recently forced himself to watch The Father, which he thought was heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Uh, great fucking film. Right, so we do have a few questions. Uh, first of all, I did mm. I, I retweeted the uh, Ask Me My Top Three things, uh, but I did it quite late on, so we only got one back from that. But it's from um, show regular um, TGB73, who says, What are your top three body burn stunts? Oh, fuck. Um, I mean, I think... one in Cyrano. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollow has <laughs> got to be in that. Yeah, just the fact that that girl... Um, it's also the girl who also doesn't she get fucking yep. burnt up in screen as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, oh shit! Try to think of another one. There's there's some that kind of that there's a few out there in the brain that are really good. There's a comedy one in my head. It's uh, Anchorman. Yeah, no, God, I was just about to say that. There's that random shot in Anchorman where suddenly he's just on fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, there's another one. The thing is that often it can be the funny ones that are the better ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it's just horrific. In Constantine, doesn't uh, what's his name burn up? Um, Gavin Rossdale, the guy from Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. a good one. Just because it's Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got any more? Nah. Um, sorry, I've literally only heard that one now. I didn't see that in the Twitter thread. So that was one where my mind wasn't even preparing for. So apologies. But yeah, yeah. So we also we've got another question as well. With Studio Six Six Six, this is from Rick uh, Rick Rick Kid at Rick J Kid. Um, with Studio Six 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 featuring the Foo Fighters, what other musical acts would you like to see in a film, or what type uh, of film would they be in? Uh, the Hives doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! Um, like straight, I I don't know. Just I've got uh, just the, the idea of the lead singer from the Hives being um, John, uh, not John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, and just uh, screaming like, "Hate to say, I told you so," or tick tick boom in people's faces while waiting for them to turn into the thing. <laughs> um, I think would be would be really funny. Um, also, I'd go with the Strokes doing Glenn Gary Gun Ross. Um, Julian Casablanca's being Alec Baldwin, and then the rest of them just being absolute betas to his alpha. Um, <laughs> I think that would be very entertaining. I, I, I'd like, um, to, I'd like to see the, the, the Black Crows um, essentially just make almost famous <laughs> again, but it's just them. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good shout as well. Because well. I, um, I feel it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too far off it. Hmm. I, I also the Arctic Monkeys, but in like a in like a Beatles type movie, <laughs> but it's just yeah, the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. I think I think, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done something like that. It seems like the sort of thing they'd kind of dig. That would be good. I'd also take the Arcade Fire in a Knives Out esque murder mystery, except there's loads of them, so it's like three hours long. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, with, with my suggestions, I'm really showing like the music that influenced me, aren't I? Like very specifically early noughties. Well, um, I, I, I was about to say I'd like to see uh, Rage Against the Machine, but it's it's kind of like a one night in Miami kind of film. Where it's just them just fucking talking about any just different fucking political event. Oh, uh, and, and then the title cards at the end are like. Um, Evil Empire was released a, a couple of years later. <laughs> it received middling reviews. Yep. Battle of Los Angeles was released two years later. It received middling reviews. <laughs> one of the they're, they're one Ten... of the, the few bands out there because I mean cause collecting vinyl. They're one of the bands out there that I have literally got like all of their albums, uh, including like all like the record star day stuff and bits like that. And I recently, this is a really weird tangent, reorganised my record uh, things, my, uh, records uh, on my record stand. Um, and there ended up being a point where I've had to start a new shelf. Um, but with the way that it's sat, um, the records there will be will be visible. Um, and so I was for age going, right, mm. whose do I put there uh, that I'm going to be staring at? And originally I just put uh, Rage Against the Machine there just because it was the ones that I had left over. And I was sat there going, yeah, I don't want to be staring at a fucking monk on fire all the time every time I look over there. So I moved it to Evil Empire and was like, yeah, I don't want to be staring at that fucking kid. And I moved it to um, 
Battle of Los Angeles was like, that's all right. I can I can, I can, I, can, I can cope with that. <laughs> nice. I just I. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. It's raging against the machine. Sorry. Yeah. Still a band that I listen to all the fucking time. Fair play. Uh, that was it for questions. So, coming up next week, we will have the Batman. Um, the. Yeah, I mean, the the big film of March um, feels like it's been a long time coming. That first teaser trailer was at that fandom thing, which I want to say was like September or October of 2020. So, it, like I say, it's been a fucking long time coming and not, not through their own fault. It was originally due out in October last year. Uh, but here we are. Um, also, uh, are we going to do fresh... Fresh. The the Sebastian Stan, Daisy Edgar Jones, Cannibal film. I think that's on Disney Plus on Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching it anyway. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, sweet. So, I think we'll do that as well. Uh, for patrons, we'll also do the director's cut of Black Cat. Already shouted out the person in the Public Enemies Patreon, but you know who you are. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Um, and that'll do it. We are podsyndicate.com to just get your fucking rocks off. Um, Patreon.com forward slash film bastards to uh, get more bastards content. And just like we are podsyndicate.com, get your rocks off. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Ian. And, hey, smoke them if you got them. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.